girl, my girl, my girl, talking about my girl. Today is January 29th, and on this day in 1936, James Jamerson, the bass player in Motown's house band, The Funk Brothers, is born in South Carolina. This is the Crossroads Music Podcast. Eric, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. I really wanted to belt out the backup. Those Motown records, honestly, just like they're so good. I don't think you could ever oh, recreate yeah. it. Like there's songs on the radio today that are trying to like recreate it, but it just doesn't have that special whatever it was back then. I think it even comes down to like the actual recording quality too mm. just that vintage style sound that's like a i i just don't see the soul and the funk in it like anymore but but it's just like that vintage sound yeah. you know that's yeah, just yeah. special yeah uh welcome in raiders chasing dragonflies thanks for the raid uh this is crossroads music podcast we're a weekly music podcast where we just talk about music eric your drink of choice for tonight to kick us off so my drink of choice is flying in right from Courtney, BC at the uh, Comox Airfield, the air base there for our Canadian Air Force. It is from Ace Brewing, the Black Forest Porter. Uh, so I've had these guys on the podcast before and uh, not this specific one, but the brewing company. And uh, I just think their can is cool. Like, look at the blueprints of like, there look at the blueprints of like the avro arrow right like that's cool like it's just it's all like air force based like it it all their cans are so cool so cool so this is coming from courtney bc which is north of vancouver island and uh it's a porter and it says it's a strong beer so we'll see how this podcast goes (laughs) very nice Mm. Ooh, that actually tastes like a black forest cake oh interesting wow is it sugary though or is it it's not as sugary i would assume no it's it's like has that cherry kind of like taste to it i can't see like usually they have an interesting anecdote here but at ace brewing the beers vary with the seasons ensuring there's always something new to try no matter your objective our one-of-a-kind beer crafted with top quality ingredients Blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, they usually have a story behind it, but this is this is a seasonal release, so mm. this will be gone probably by the end of the probably mid February, maybe end February. So nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about some music. Eric, this past week, been listening to anything of significance? I have listened to absolutely nothing. Wow, um, that's a first. You're usually uh, it is a first. Listen to something. I, I I haven't I haven't found anything. I, I did, just didn't find anything new that I really wanted to check out. Oh. You know? Yeah. And yeah, I was yeah. contemplating, I was contemplating because there's like a whole, but there are, have been releases as of this month. Mm-hmm. But then I was contemplating, I'm like, do I really want to like listen to something that I know I'm probably not going to like? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Well, uh, I did listen to something new and... I feel like I'm not sure if you knew this already, but I feel like 99% of the music listening population knew the song existed, but I'm in that 1% where I just like, I can't believe I've never (laughs) heard of this, but uh, apparently the Beatles back in the day 
um, in order to gain popularity in Germany, they re-recorded, uh, rewrote and re-recorded a bunch of their hits. So like, I want to hold mm. your hand. They actually have a full German version of it. <laughs> and it was like recorded, like they, they retranslated the lyrics and they just did a German version of their like popular songs. Mm. So I've been listening to a lot of German <laughs> Beatles songs, which is hilarious, but I never <laughs> knew this existed in my life. Interesting. I didn't know that existed either. I'm sure like a super Beatles fan obviously knew this, but uh, yeah. it's hilarious. It's like it's John Lennon, Paul McCartney. They're just singing in German. It's so funny. How many languages do you think that they sang these songs in? I think it's I'm I'm pretty sure it's only two. I could see how, how many languages have the Beatles did, sang in. Yeah, have the Beatles sang in. I assume because like because I know the whole like back in the USSR it was like the whole Cold War kind of thing right so yeah the Berlin Wall you could say okay you know oh I don't right. even know what Michelle's in French right yeah 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 Michelle's in French okay yeah, that's just yeah uh Google says only three French English and German. Mm-hmm. Like they have, um, they have lines of like Italian and Spanish and uh, uh, some Indian dialect in their songs, but there aren't like full songs that are. Um, what do you think? Obladi, oblada. <laughs> <laughs> what That's language? Jamaican is that? origin. So I don't know. Is that another yeah. language? I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, that's what I've been listening to because I just found it hilarious that that existed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into the music news. Um, more of a local news, I would. Eh, I don't know. I don't really know how big this band actually is outside of our area. But Tokyo Police Club, indie rock band from New mm. Market, Ontario, Canada, are calling it quits. Their last show will be November 29th at History in Toronto. Hmm. Did you ever listen to talk Tokyo Police Club? I've never, never listened. To, I've I heard their name so many times. I probably know a song or two, but yeah. I don't know any off the top of my head. And and I never, I don't know. Like it, it never really like was like interested me. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to listen to it yeah, at the no, time. I'm but I've the, heard, okay. I heard people talk about it. Like, yeah, especially in, in high boat, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm sort of in the same boat. They're club. very indie, oh, very indie rock. Yeah, band. <laughs> and they stayed indie for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Frank Farian, the the scam producer behind Millie Vanilli, has died at the age of 82. <laughs> Millie Vanilli. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I mean, they made a lot of money, but like, honestly, mm. like, why? <laughs> I don't know. Just built on greed. Um, oh, I want to actually have a debate about this one. But the Killers will be celebrating their 20th anniversary by performing their debut album, Hot Fuzz, in full in their hometown, Las Vegas. Uh, they are doing a Las Vegas residency. So my question to you, Eric, is mm. I know we've sort of had a blanket statement of Las Vegas residencies are where bands go to die. But the killers are from Las Vegas. So oh, yeah. is, this, one. is this uh, the end of their career or is this just natural for them because they are from Las Vegas? 
I would say it's going back to a stagnant version of when your band started, because obviously they left Vegas to make it big. And the right. Killers are a huge band. Like, like, and I think, I don't know if we mentioned this on the podcast or if I was talking to a buddy of mine, but it just seemed like the Killers had such a, like a great start. And then for some reason, they just <laughs> couldn't come up with anything else good. They had their first three albums. They had hits. Yeah, I like like, like at the beginning. But then after that, it was like done. Let me see. Let like me see name, what they're name a killer's, killer's thing that, right? Chasing Dragonfly says, uh, "Yeah, she thinks it's the end." Because <laughs> I, I actually, I really like the Killers, and yes, if I was in Vegas, I would definitely go see them. Like, I know uh, Julia and I were talking about Vegas because friends of ours went, and they're like, "Oh, it's unreal!" And I was like, "I would love to go see you two there," because I know, like, oh I could God, probably so at cool. least get a chance to see them. Yeah. And and again, like there is a there is a perfect example because U two is one of probably the greatest biggest bands in the world today, and like after reading Surrender, it just kind of like you know their long life manager that's been with them since the beginning has stopped, and then it was just kind of like okay, well we're not really in a position where we want to write new stuff maybe, so they're in Vegas now, right? So it's. It's an interesting place of the world. I'm just looking at like their their last album was 2021 Pressure Machine. No singles released for this album, mm. but it did have Quiet Town on it. I feel like I know Quiet Town. If someone were to play it, I think I would know that song. And then the album before that is uh, Imploding the Mirage. Lead singles Caution. My my own soul's warning, fire and bone, dying breed. Those are the singles. Actually, you guys might be right. Mm. You guys might be right about this band. And 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 it's crazy too because like even if they were so big at the time when they they were hitting these like three albums that they came out with. Yeah. That they that their famous song there. Uh, I always forget the name of it. But somebody the, told me to look me. like that one. Uh, no, Mr. Brightside. Yeah. Mr. Brightside. That's it. Yeah. Like it's been in so many like Hallmark movies, like one of the biggest Christmas movies of all time, the holiday, (laughs) right? Where Cameron Diaz is singing it. (laughs) Right. She's getting drunk. I like, like, like that's how big this band was. And then all of a sudden it's like, what happened to the killers? And I think it was like two years ago. I want to say on the podcast, they came out with their latest album. Yeah. Two years ago, 20. Three years ago, 2021. 2021. Yeah. So I, I remember listening to it at the time and it was during like Christmas time when it came out. And I was just like, man, what happened to these guys? Because they're they're a good band, but they just like lost their touch. I don't know what it is. So I I'm going to have to say I'm going to have to agree with Chasing Dragonflies, like even though I agree, I don't want to say it, but I think it is the I wouldn't say it's the end of the band. They're just going back to how they started. Mm, I see, I see. You know, yeah. Chase Dragonflies also mentions that Brandon Flowers tried to have a solo career, but that that actually never mm-hmm. took off really. Um, but it would be kind of cool though, because if you're a diehard Killers fan, they would probably obviously know the cool venues to play in that aren't like mainstream oh. to Vegas. They'd probably <laughs> be like, "Oh, there's a bar down the you know that we used to play in." Right. I feel like they might be doing the strip, to be honest. It's probably. 
Because <laughs> they're like, we need fans, we need money. <laughs> yeah, they're doing the Coliseum. Please, they're doing the Coliseum August fourteenth. Like, please August like 30th. us again. <laughs> yeah, they're doing the strip. Mm-hmm. They're not doing any like uh, bars or anything. Uh, okay, interesting. Anyways, twentieth mm-hmm. um, anniversary. If you really like their debut album, which actually has like their biggest hits on it, um, yeah, they're doing it in full. And, uh, Las I Vegas. like how they're going because it is such a nostalgic song, like Mr. Brightside, mm-hmm. right? Somebody told me, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's those songs that like everybody are going to be pumped out about, and they're definitely trying to recapitalize on it, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, moving on, Spotify may be creating super fan clubs on its platform. Uh, it's not confirmed, mm-hmm. but it has been theorized that certain audio content would be locked behind a separate price. Uh, users then can subscribe to the musician, becoming a super fan and gaining access to that music catalog. Oh. Um, so essentially a paywall for, um, you know, getting the whole discography of certain artists. You have to actually pay for the privilege to access uh, that musician's oh, catalog. I, I'm so fed up with all this stuff, <laughs> like all these microtransactions. Like there, there's no, there's not a time anymore where like, I feel like the kids these days, I'm going to sound so old when I'm saying this here, but I don't care. The kids these days have no idea that you used to go into a store, oh, uh, buy God. something. And that was it. That yeah. was yours. Yeah. It was yours. You got to take it home. You got to do whatever you wanted with it. You could play it. You can listen to it. You could watch it, whatever, whatever it was. Now, now it's like, yeah, you can you can subscribe if, to Spotify, but if you want the full thing, you have to spend an extra ten dollars a month. And it's yeah. like, why are we doing this? Like, it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's getting yeah. ridiculous. I think we should start a strike, and, <laughs> and you know, like people, like let's let's people let's protest on the streets, people. Like this is ridiculous. Not enough, but damn it. <laughs> Yeah, like obviously streaming, it it gives you access to a much bigger library. Cause growing up with like mm-hmm. vinyl cassettes, CDs, mm-hmm. they were like thirty bucks a pop. Sometimes more, yep. depending on if it was a double disc or something. Like that's a lot of money to like blow on a single one hour album. Uh, so you really have to like that band or I don't know. It just like, you really have to listen to that thing to get your money's worth. But now that they're mm-hmm. streaming, it's sort of just like, you listen to the first 10 seconds and like next, <laughs> you don't really, yeah. you don't really sit with it. Which, which I guess to the contrary, you could say like to, against my point that I just made, you can say like, like you kind of mentioned, like you can get an album where it's shit. And you yeah. spend that $30 and then you're stuck with this crap album <laughs> that you're either trying to pawn off on somebody else or, you know, yeah. so that's the, that's the caveat. But I just don't like the fact that they're doing these microtransactions to get the full content. It's like, yeah, come on. Like it's, it's annoying. Cause then it's like, okay, you spend $3 for your favorite artist, but you might have like, most people aren't like, I only listen to one band. That's all I listen to right unless you're a psychopath maybe <laughs> and and then but, but like the so you're gonna band. have multi- <laughs> yeah, this is the only band i listen to <laughs> it's probably abba it's probably something oh, like man. abba and that's what happens 
but what I'm what I'm saying is is people have multiple favorite bands that yeah. they like, and so they're you're gonna end up spending like three dollars here, four dollars here, and then it all adds up. Next thing you know, you're spending a hundred dollars a month on Spotify, and then you're like, oh, I can't pay for lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll intermittent fast <laughs> for an excuse. <laughs> yeah, at that point, like, there has to be a balance because at some point, the convenience of paying that $10 a month fee is just not worth it. And you just go mm -hmm. back to pirating the music. Like, there's always that risk that people just go back to pirating. Um, but the reason why you wouldn't pirate or most people wouldn't pirate today is because for whatever the fee is, like you aren't going to download a virus and you don't really have to put in the effort to learn how to like use torrents or magnet links or like find a website that has it that you can download it. Right. You're, you're mm -hmm. sort of paying for the convenience of access, but if it's a hundred dollars a month, maybe you just put in the extra 15 minutes and go pirate the thing instead. And the other point I will add to this, which will be the final point, is how many of these subscription services in the last, I want to say, five years have everybody gotten those emails saying there is a price hike? Oh my There's God. a price hike. Right. There is a price hike. And it's like, man, like it's getting, I don't know, should we be keeping Netflix or should we be keeping, you know, yeah. this? Like, do we watch it enough for $30 a month now or whatever it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. And to yeah. Jason Dragonfly's point, $20 a month for unlimited music for every, for every artist. That's like, that's some people's like, like mm -hmm. reasonable amount. Some people might be $10. Some people might be 50, but like mm -hmm. if it ends up being like, you have to do a dollar here, $2 here. And it just starts adding up. Like how many, how many artists are you actually going to do that for? hundred yeah. percent. And going to the family subscriptions, like chasing, excuse me, chasing dragonflies says like, I know what's happening on the movie streaming side. People are shutting down those family subscriptions. They're like, Oh, if you live across the country, guess what? You're not, if you're not in the same household. So there's a chance that it could trickle down to the music side. <laughs> so eventually it will, right. We'll take time, yeah. but eventually it will. Mm -hmm. um you were talking about abba before but abba's virtual show oh in london has contributed to the british economy to the tune of 178 million pounds thanks to its successful run it's successfully ABBA. funded the british economy is that what you're saying yeah abba a source of good eric it is not a source of good. It's total. Where did that money go? Where did that money actually go? No, it it, it generated 178 million pounds in like economic activity. So, hotels, economic uh, restaurants, all that stuff, merchandise. Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's all an illusion. Honestly, so. if if I was in London and someone gave me a free ticket, I would go. I I would be interested to go see, see virtual ABBA. Yeah. No. <laughs> you couldn't pay me enough money to go see ABBA. <laughs> like I hmm. I think my threshold for Kiss and ABBA are almost the same. If if I'm in the city already and it's a free ticket, I will go see it. You know what? It actually makes sense why they made 178. What? What is it? What was the number? 
hundred yeah, hundred seventy eight million pounds. Hundred and seventy. It makes sense because people were so bored out of their goddamn minds that they went and did other things in London. <laughs> That's probably why they made one hundred and seventy eight million dollars. So. Uh, other things that came out of the UK recently uh, in the stats with the rise in vinyl sales, people in the U- UK are also cremating themselves and pressing them as a seven inch or 12 inch records. Huh? So instead of, you know, getting buried or putting in a, in a urn, uh, they are taking their ashes and creating vinyl records out of them. <laughs> Is it like, does it play a song? Yeah, you can get it to play some. A song oh record. my god <laughs> hey kids gather around let's listen to your grandfather i don't know oh, if i'd want to be pressed as a vinyl that seems like a very <laughs> strange thing but it is a rising it's rising in popularity in the uk right now <laughs> that's interesting i feel like they're all metalheads that do this <laughs> Like I can't see any ABBA fans out there being like, "Yeah, I want to be pressed to ABBA's songs." Waterloo. Yeah. Dancing Queen. Oh man, <laughs> that is. I don't know what to think about that. I think this this has to like marinate for the, till the next week because like I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> like, would you do it? Like, for I yourself? feel it's a. Like, I feel like it's a bit morbid. It's just like, hey, like, I want you to hang this record over on your wall, but it's me. (laughs) (laughs) So strange. Um, Another strange vinyl news. Allison Chains' third studio album, Jar of Flies, is being re-released. This re-release vinyl is going to be pressed with flies. So there will be actual flies in the vinyl record. Like... Why are we doing this? <laughs> like this is a this is a little bit this is crazy. Like first we're pressing dead people into <laughs> vinyls. It's just like let's press flies into vinyls. Like it doesn't make any like what is the purpose of this? What is the purpose of just pressing the, flies? Just the shock into a vinyl? Uh, the shock value. Or maybe yeah. better sound fidelity. It's for the take the sound take quality. Take a yeah, it probably buzzes <laughs> as you're playing the record. I, I think that's ridiculous. That is actually like, if that was the selling feature of something, I'd be like, this is awful. This is like a serial killer is actually trying to sell me like <laughs> dead stuff into a... Yeah, you know what? After hearing this, I changed my mind about the record. I am uh, completely against having my body pressed into a record. <laughs> completely against it this is this is ridiculous this is ridiculous so yeah it's crazy uh anyways last piece of news sir paul mccartney is writing a musical version of it's a wonderful life full of original music paul mccartney i could see him doing that i don't know why it's a wonderful life needs a musical version of it that's Mm -hmm. my only thing yeah it's already like a perfect movie you don't need to mess with it you know people always want to try to mess with perfection i don't get it it into something once you have something like you don't need to remake everything oh they do the episode what were they what i saw trailer for roadhouse they're remaking the roadhouse with jake gyllenhaal i'm like oh man 
Like that's a, that's the thing. It's like you can you can't sit down a bunch of writers and come up with a good idea. Just remake it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, he's working on uh yeah a musical version of It's a Wonderful Life. It's, it's all original life. music. It'll be uh. uh I don't know if that's gonna play into a good musical. Uh, maybe. I could see it working, but I I don't know. I just don't feel like it's mm-hmm. necessary. That's the only thing. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> anyways, that's the wild, wacky world we live in now. Um, mm-hmm. music news for this week. Uh, let's move on. Album review time. Uh, so for this week, the album that we are going to be discussing is the brand new Green Day record, Saviors, just came out. So Saviors is, I can't believe this is true, but Saviors is the 14th studio album by American rock band Green Day. It was released on January 19th, 2024. Uh, it's also been 10 years since they've worked with Rob uh, Cavallo in the producer role uh, in the band. He is famously known for other Green Day albums like Dookie and American Idiot. So, Eric, uh, I think there was a decent amount of hype about this record um, mm-hmm. before it was released. Uh, what are your thoughts on Saviors by Green Day, their 14th studio album? You know what? I was actually very refreshed because like, the start of the year with our album reviews for this podcast has been very mediocre. <laughs> Yeah, like below, mediocre below, below mediocre. <laughs> yeah and and it's like literally like it was just a refreshing thing to hear and i don't know whether or not it was just because we had two shit albums before that we reviewed but right. th- this was very like very green day it was very green day and it was mm-hmm. nice how they didn't change too much i, I actually kind of felt it like it was like the blink 182 new album like it was like it was pretty it was pretty good. Um I thought it was a bit cheesy. The American dream is killing me. That just because it's like too annoying. Yeah. Just just I, I just thought it was cheesy because it's like you already had an American idiot. Like I feel like they're playing off that kind of that kind of thing. Uh so I, I wasn't really a fan of the opening, but there are some great songs on this album. Um I do find it's interesting because it's hitting the news a lot is uh, the one-eyed bastard opener that everyone's talking about that it sounds like Pink's song. Oh my God. Is uh, that in the yeah. news? Because when I heard it, I was like, this <laughs> yeah. is straight up plagiarism, but I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was making the news. That's hilarious. Oh yeah. Like the, like it sounds like they might get sued here. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know, but that song is sick. I actually really like that song. That's one of the yeah. songs I really like on the album. Yeah. Um, I thought my favorite songs on the album were definitely in the beginning half of this. Um, Bobby socks. I thought was a cool song. It's a very green day song, mm-hmm. but it just something that with green day, you can't help compare is to their older stuff. Like I found, their older stuff, like I, I went back and listened to a bunch of, um, you know, their first albums. And it's just like, they're very just talented as musicians, but it was almost like they were kind of just relaxing on this album. Right. Mm. Especially after a long hiatus, you're just like, you're expecting something big, which, which didn't blow me out of the water kind of thing. Yeah. I'm just checking when their last record was. Cause I actually don't know. 
when that came out because it was that motherfucker record but i can't remember the year 2020 father of all motherfuckers yeah. 2020 okay so four years that's not too bad actually yeah but i can't i'm looking at the songs here and i feel like okay i feel like i actually enjoyed this album pretty good too so like I there was not a there wasn't a moment where i was like yeah like i felt like the american dream is killing me but other than that like it was it was very easy to listen to Oh, yeah, yeah. It was easy to listen to. Yes, I agree. So I completely agree with you that they are way more relaxed on this record to the point where I I lean towards I dislike this record mm-hmm. um, because, okay, The American Dream is Killing Me is the title track. It's the lead single, and it's very clear that it's more of a it's more in the vein of American idiot where it's criticizing mm. the current government or the right wing government. Essentially. It's not really, it's not really a veiled attempt at any sort of metaphor there, but the current state of society uh, specifically pertaining to America. So like, that's fine. Uh, I don't have a problem mm. with green day, like voicing that. I, I hate it when people come out and just tell like musicians to just play their guitar and sing and stop like shoving their political views down people's throats like that. That mm-hmm. really annoys me. Cause like who else is going to like say those things. But um, mm. the song itself annoys me. Cause I think, and this might be controversial, but I don't think <laughs> green day can write a chorus properly. No, I cannot. I, I, I know what you're saying. Cause like yeah. I start I I listen I listen to the song as like okay the chorus is uh the American dream is killing me it just repeats over and over again I'm like this is not a very good chorus like it's it's built to be mm-hmm. catchy but it's just the same phrase over and over again so I look back at other Green Day songs on previous records that I thought you know the best Green Day songs like uh, Basket Case or uh, mm-hmm. American Idiot uh, even Holiday to a certain extent they don't really have big choruses in any of those songs, right? Like basket mm-hmm. case, the core, the, the hook is a literal guitar riff. There is no chorus singing in that song. Mm-hmm. Even American idiot. It's the riff. That is the hook. There isn't a, the want to be an American idiot. Right. All their big songs yeah. don't have choruses or at least mm-hmm. a traditionally yeah. like a Bon Jovi big chorus type of thing. Right. So I'm leaning I, towards Green Day can't write a chorus. <laughs> I I I know I get exactly what you mean, and and I feel like too even in some of the songs they have like like usually a structure of a song. Let's say a progression is like eight bars, right? Usually the chorus is eight bars as well, but they tend to do like this eight bar verse, and then they go into this like four bar or even shorter chorus right. that it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense sometimes, but it can, they can kind of get away with it because it's punk. Oh yeah. Yep. Right. 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 So I don't know the overall record. I wanted it to be because the opener was the American dream is killing me. I was expecting more of a, an American idiot style of record where, um, it was a bit more piss and vinegar, a bit more punk rock, a bit edgier, but I was sort of let down because the rest of the album is just like, 
they're nice songs they're good songs but there aren't like there's no like punk rock element to them yeah it's this is very like a recycled green day from like before and 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 i do agree with you because like even like like i halfway through the album i'm just like oh here's the good riddance kind of style of song oh here's the you know like they like they have their structured of songs which which i think they still do it well um but i think you know you're kind of convincing me to give it a bit lower score because i was going to give this a mediocre like a pretty good score yeah but i think i was delusional because of the (laughs) the other albums were even reviewed and it was like, okay, well like this is a refreshing sense of like, fresh air. Like here. even good riddance, right? Good riddance mm-hmm. is arguably their most pop song, their number one song in terms of mm-hmm. radio, like the court. It's not even a full course. It's a half course, right? The, their course. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's something unpredictable, but in the end, it's right. I hope you have the time of you your life. The time of your life. Yeah. That's the The catchy yeah. part. Yeah. The yeah. catchy part is the verse. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, and then as Chasing Dragonfly says, "Holiday too," because it's like a holiday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I listened to this whole record. I was like these courses are either super weak or they're not <laughs> courses at all. And that just bothered me the whole time I was listening to it. Uh, like, yeah, <laughs> no, you do make a good point. Uh, like I never thought of it and maybe I didn't think of it cause it's just punk music and it's, it's, you know, punk is very simple rock and roll. Like yeah. the simplest you can get out of rock and roll. Um, yeah, like God Save the Queen or like yeah. London Calling. Like those are bar- barely choruses. <laughs> yeah. And then they have a let's just a modern twist just because of the sound engineering is different, right? And, yeah. And they probably they're recording in bigger studios, right? So Green Day kind of has it's like a well polished, like God Save the Queen or yeah. like the Sex Pistols. Like it's just like, a well polished that hey, band. Ho. <laughs> let's go that's like that's a chorus (laughs) yeah but very very well produced (laughs) (laughs) i know so like Mm. i i like the record to the extent that it was an easy listen like their song like Mm. i love Susie chapstick 1981 there's so many like good songs on it but it doesn't have it doesn't have a bite to it. None of these songs mm-hmm. that uh, American Idiot has, or mm-hmm. even going back to like Dookie, the whole record, there's there's just some sort of magic on those records that this one does not have. Mm-hmm. I was I was definitely disappointed with just like because the complexity of those songs in terms of the musicianship that they're playing because this is a three piece band, yeah. and they're just able to have that full sound. Whereas here they have the full sound, but I think it's because they've just cranked the guitar distortion. Like they just, right. they just crank it way too much. And then you, you're right because that's like, I, I miss those like drum fills, like those crazy, that crazy drumming and like uh, basket case. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's just, and, and I wasn't getting that here. Like I was like, oh, okay, like, okay, it's a good song, but okay. Like next. Yeah. But yeah, it, yeah, you're, you're making me change my mind. You're convincing <laughs> me to change my score here. Hmm. But like, it's, it's not a bad record, That uh, I just want to mm-hmm. make that clear. Like, I think it's a, it's a decent enough record. It's just, maybe I'm just expecting too much of it. 
because especially in it's it it's being released in a time where the American election cycle is happening, where they're going to be voting very soon, either Republican or Democrat, right? Uh, and it's very divis divisive. I feel like Green Day back in the Bush era, W. Bush era, era was like such a pivotal band in that time that like mm -hmm. I, I was hoping they would do the same thing here. Uh, regardless of whether you agree with it or not, I just wanted a band to just like make a statement and like change the world for better or worse, like which whichever way you want to go with it. But there's mm -hmm. Green Day is one of those bands that can do it, and there's not a lot of bands that can can make that sort of statement mm -hmm. on a worldwide stage. So that's where I was sort of disappointed with it. Like I know that I think they played in the New York subway system with Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. And they replaced like the, the lyrics in the American dream is killing me with like, uh, or no, they played, uh, they played American idiot and replaced the redneck line with a MAGA line, which like, mm. like that's what I wanted on this record just to like, mm -hmm. but there, there isn't that on this record. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you make some good points, Kim. So I don't know. It's on one hand, I wanted the record to be one thing and that's probably unfair to the artist because, you know, I, like you shouldn't be writing for other people. You should be writing for yourself. But at the same time, like Green Day mm -hmm. is such a important band, a great band. Uh, mm -hmm. So on that hand, I'm sort of disappointed that it doesn't really say anything of current affairs. And, and like the album cover speaks to itself as well. Like you the have the kid, like yeah. the world's on fire and he just does not care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like there's, there's a statement to be made, but it's not, it's doing it very, very simplistically. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, yeah. Eric, final thoughts, ratings on this record. <sighs> I'm going to give this record a six out of 10. Ooh. Okay, six out of ten. So I was I was coming in here going to give it a seven point five, mm. but I after this conversation, I'm going down <laughs> I to six. You. Six um, out of ten. Yeah. No, I'm with you on the six. I'm giving. I'm also giving a six out of ten because mm -hmm. I think sonically it sounds. It's a really good sounding record. There's nothing really to complain about in terms of like guitar, tone, mm -hmm. bass, drums, or anything. It's just, it's really lacking that sort of magic. And there's so many good verses on this record where Billy Joe Armstrong just like is a great writer, but just mm -hmm. the, the choruses, there's nothing there. Um, and yeah, it's just, for me, it's just a six out of 10. Mm -hmm. I, I honestly don't think I'm going to come back and listen to this record ever again. Although there yeah, are songs I, I like yeah. it, but I don't think this record is something that stays in my rotation. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Anyways. Well, that was our discussion on Saviors. Maybe next time. <laughs> maybe the record we do next will be the, the 10 out of 10 record. Uh, we're... Yeah, I, I want at least above an 8. Above I want an a eight? record above an 8. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Tom York and Gang, hopefully you deliver for next week. But the record that we're doing next week is the new record by The Smile, uh, Wall of Eyes. This is uh, two members of Radiohead? There's a three. Johnny, Tom, and it might be one more, but I can't remember. But anyways, members of Radiohead uh, in their, their separate band, The Smile. 
wall of eyes um i will be very surprised if we think this is higher than an eight i haven't listened to this yet but <laughs> radiohead of current day is very artsy so uh i expect this record to be very artsy and we probably won't understand what they're talking about mm. and i will be surprised if we give it higher than eight but we'll see <laughs> we will see <laughs> come on smile <laughs> make a smile oh. um all right all right all right all right that's the podcast, Crossroads Music Podcast. We're here at twitch.tv slash the Crossroads Music Podcast every Monday at 10 p.m. ET, 7 p.m. PT. Uh, thanks, everyone, mm-hmm. for tuning in. Chasing Dragonflies, thanks for rating us. Um, catch us on Spotify, Apple Music, all the places where you get your podcasts. Uh, the YouTube video should be going up sometime next week. So uh, if you've missed the uh, album review section those will be going up on youtube shortly Mm -hmm. uh, so you can replay those and yell at us Uh, but that is basically it for this week eric any closing thoughts or words of wisdom uh to the departing um listeners to the departed (laughs) the ones that are being pressed into the vine (laughs) cheers (laughs) 